Listeners, remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro.co slash clink listeners did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year and if that's not bad enough most cleaning formulas are 90 percent water which is heavy to ship leading to excessive carbon emissions plus those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia that's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet nobody's trying to have that enter blue land blue land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refill start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, White Wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like White Wine, True Crime, and In Bed by Nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are Housewives of True Crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. Housewives of True Crime. Here we are. Here we are talking crime in not in the carpool line. No. It's a weekend. It's a Saturday. Super Saturday. I have been surviving all week tab with um, on Apple Pay. No credit cards. You know, I have done that. Yeah. And it's pretty convenient nowadays. 
except for when people's Apple Pay doesn't work. And then you're and you're like, but it's but you take it and it's not working. Yeah, it's tricky. Yeah, I did get my um, debit card in the mail. So that was that's been good. I'm just waiting for all the other credit cards. But I have a little anxiety. You know, now I feel like I'm like, you know, 21 when, you know, it was like all we lived on was like a debit card. And you're like, oh, shit, I hope it goes through. (laughs) (laughs) I have like that anxiety every single time. But um, I still don't really know the mystery of my credit cards. I set my wallet down somewhere. All I can think of is that my kid's softball practice and my ID was left. $40 was left. My AAA card. But all of my credit cards were taken out of my wallet. And are they in slots or They're in slots. They're in slots. Weird. It's so weird. So let me tell you how this relates to crime. It does. Because when I realized the situation and I picked up my kids from school, I was like, okay, you guys, you have, I'm going to ask you something. You have to tell me the truth. Did you do something with mommy's credit cards? And let me tell you, I got false confessions out of my kids. You did. <laughs> I did. They were like, uh, I mean, Wyatt was good, but Willa was like, yeah. so then I'm like why would you do something with my credit cards I don't know I'm like were you mad at mommy yep oh you were just feeding her the answers I'm just gonna tell her what you want to hear let me tell you so now I see how the false confession thing works so then I had to record with you or no I had I had some other zoom meeting okay so I come out of that and I go ask the kids you know, what's up? Did you find my credit cards? Because they had told me like, yeah, they did something with them. They're like, we have to tell you something. We didn't do anything with your credit cards. We don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Well, I, I did the same thing with my kids. So on one of their devices, there was a search and it was a bad word search. Okay. And so my child that is, you know, rule follower was like, mom, I opened my device and there was a bad word searched on it. And I think it was my brother trying to get me in trouble. And so I said, Colton, did you search a bad word? And he goes, no, I don't know. I don't know who it, who it is. And it was in the car. Okay. The device was in the car. And I said, okay, I'm going to look at the cameras. And if you are lying to me, then every sport is taken away for the rest of the season. And he goes, you don't have cameras in the car. I was was just going to say, listeners, this is excellent piece of parenting advice. Tab has somehow convinced her children that there are cameras (laughs) everywhere, everywhere. Oh, I said, oh, really? And so I turned on the back, the backwards camera, you know, and I said, look. I can see outside right now and I can turn this camera to look inside also. (laughs) (laughs) That is very wise. And guess what? He was like, okay, I did it. I did it, mom. (laughs) Oh, shoot. But did he really do it? He did. Yes, he did. Uh, Are you going to tell us what the bad word was? No, I, it was, yes. Okay, fine. I'll tell you what the bad word is, but it's, you know, if, if you, 
my kid is a very good kid. So please do not think that he is not. He's in this. He is my really good one, actually. He searched the F word. Oh, well, that I mean, yeah. Uh, so now I have to like go. It didn't it didn't pull up anything. I was very worried. But, you know, you got those. We have those, you know, child whatever For, on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was worried that it was going to pull up some pictures. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't. It it didn't. So thankfully, those things work on your kid's phone or iPod. His was an iPod. So whatever. Anywho, I also had such a doozy of a week because my times are so off. I showed up to my daughter's basketball game an hour late and I showed up to my son's football game an hour early. So I'm doing real yeah. good. Right. That is how my week is the going. The time change, it really... It's really you know, it screwing with me. Really screws with us. This is the half of the year that I like to call the half where the car in my clock is wrong. Yeah. Because it will remain wrong until we change the time again. I, I, I'm okay with that. Hey, um, we both watched the uh, Bad Vegan and we will talk, talk about, about it. it on Patreon. Um, Yes, on Patreon. So if yeah. you guys are interested in knowing what we think about that one, head to patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime. Yeah, it was good. It's a good one. Yeah, it's if a you binger. haven't watched it, watch it. Yeah, it's a binger. It's only four episodes, so it's a yeah. perfect binger. It's four episodes. We'll get into it. Uh, it's actually interesting. I think Gretchen and I have different perspectives and perspectives that I think you would think I had, she has, and... I have true whatever you have I would have anyways I would love to hear your perspective on your case today yeah, we kind of okay. switched it up a little bit and Gretchen's doing two in a row for me because I had too much on my You're plate a loser okay I'm a loser <laughs> yeah I'm a loser baby <laughs> Okay, Tab, today's case takes place in Ramsey, New Jersey. I would love to go to Jersey. Hoboken? Jersey. Yeah, I want to eat at the Cake Boss's Bakery. You probably don't even watch that show. Oh, no. I So I love cake shows. <laughs> I do. It's a good one. Yeah, it is. There's a new one, actually, that my kids are really into. It's like, is it cake or is it not? Something like that. It's really good. Oh my god! Yeah, I just, I just want that cinnamon crumb cake that they always brag about on the show. Okay. Anyways, Ramsey, New Jersey, is population around fourteen thousand, and it seems like a nice place to live. It's not cheap, but if you've got seven hundred k, you can buy yourself a real nice four bedroom. Now, Mr. Paul Dunsack was living the dream in Ramsey in the nineteen nineties, living in a home worth over a million dollars back then. Whoa. Which, yeah. Okay. Which he could easily afford it on his pharmaceutical executive salary of $500,000. Hot a lot of money. damn. That is That's a lot, lot of money. money. Yeah, it is. So Paul had the career and the home. Only thing missing, wife and kids. The right? wife. Yeah. Well, as luck would have it, he met one fine-looking pharmaceutical rep at a conference named Stacy, and sparks flew, and the two of them got hitched a hot minute later in an over-the-top wedding on a yacht. Mm. Right? 
Uh, side note, I wanted to get married on a boat real bad. You did. I, think I what, did. That would have been a perfect thing for you and Jeremiah. You know, would have been, right? Okay. So um, anyways, after the wedding, Stacy got knocked up on the honeymoon. So everything is just happening for these two crazy kids like it does in the movies. But there was one thing that was a bit of a buzz kill. Can you guess what it was? Somebody yeah. else. Nope. Next wife. Kind of the same thing that got in my way of getting married on a yacht. The mother-in-law. The in-laws. In-laws. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. They had some opinions about the two of them. So Paul's family thought Stacy was a little extra. She was loud and overshared, and so they weren't big fans. And in turn... Stacy's family thought Paul was arrogant and a bit of an asshole. So <laughs> despite, you know, so it went both ways, right? So despite the lack of fondness for Paul, Stacy's father still found him tolerable enough to use his money. Of course. That's always right? like anybody can... <laughs> Anybody can find anybody at least somewhat tolerable. I mean, right? ask the bad vegan. Right? <laughs> I mean, exactly. Okay. So Stacy's dad, Ed, was a former military officer who now fancied himself like a shark on Shark Tank, meaning he wanted to invest in other people's companies and then get rich off it. But the problem was he didn't have the money. So he convinced Paul to do the investing. And then the investments didn't pay off, like, ever, ever. So as you can imagine, this wasn't working for Paul anymore. So he cut off Ed. Well, cutting off Stacy's daddy didn't really work for Stacy. Oh. And, yeah. And so a lot of tension built up in the marriage. Also, by now, they had two small kids. And so, you know, kids have a way of killing the romance. Let's be honest. Yes. And were they like under five? Yes. Yes. Both under four, right? And there was another thing causing the relationship some stress. And that was Stacy was diagnosed with Bell's palsy. Oh, gosh. That's like where your face is a little bit paralyzed. Yes, it Mm -hmm. is partial paralysis of Mm -hmm. the face. And in most cases, it's temporary and goes away after a few weeks. But in some cases, it can last for months or longer. Mm -hmm. And Stacy was one of those types of cases. According to Stacy's family, Paul was a real dick about it. And um, he was just not very sympathetic to everything Stacy was going through with her diagnosis. And so that's why after four years of marriage, the two, like you like to say, got the big D. D. And I don't mean dick. I mean divorced. <laughs> and you don't mean Dallas. <laughs> nope. <laughs> now, according to people close to Paul, there was more to it than just the Bell's palsy thing. They say that that shit that, you know went down with Stacy's dad was real bad. They say Stacy's dad, Ed, was so bitter that Paul cut him off that he did a bit of whistleblowing 
on Paul at the pharmaceutical company that Paul worked for. Something about Paul uh, giving out like kickbacks to clients or something. It's not 100% clear how guilty Paul actually was of that. He was also accused of selling drugs on the black market, which I do know that he was definitely cleared of. Okay. So my understanding of this whistleblowing situation is it's kind of, it's like one of those things that once you're investigated for it, you might as well be guilty because the pharmaceutical company does not want the FDA doing any investigation. So they're like, uh, no worries. We'll just fire that guy. Investigation over. Mm-hmm. I could see that. So this sucked for so Paul. Stacey's he lost dad his dad does not got it going on. Well, Stacy's dad, I mean, you think he kind of like bit off his nose despite his face, right? Like, yeah, yeah it's like sure. your daughter is married to the man. Like, hey, yeah, maybe take one yeah, for the team, buddy. Don't bite, no, don't bite the hand that feeds you, right? Yeah. Because this resulted, right, in Paul losing his cushy job. Yeah. And now what? So, And now what? Now what? I'll tell you. Well, Paul took a job working as a drugstore pharmacist, which, by the way, pharmacists do all right. Yeah, they do. I looked it up, and the average salary is $120,000 a year, which is good. But obviously, for Paul, that's a far cry from cry from $500,000. Mm-hmm. So he must have been pretty good with money before he lost his job because he managed to hold on to his house, even with the pay cut and the divorce he was going through with Stacy. Stacy was able to buy a town home with what she was left with from the divorce, but still financially she was struggling. She had not found work since her and Paul split. Paul was granted the primary custody residence, and so I don't think she was getting a whole lot in child support or spousal support, Mm -hmm. and she was real bent about it. She was calling her parents in Florida all the time, like, everything sucks, and it's all Paul's fault. Her mom and dad were very sympathetic, but there wasn't much they could do. They didn't have any money. They would love to have their daughter and their grandchildren come live with them, but that wasn't possible because of the custody arrangement that Stacy and Paul had. So while Stacy was down in the dumps over her current life status, she was about to have a couple more bitter pills to swallow. For one, her townhome was being foreclosed on. Oh. Yeah. And for two... Things were looking up for Paul. He had been hustling and he got himself another executive job with another pharmaceutical company. And that wasn't the only thing that was looking up for Paul. He also scored himself a fiancé. He met a disco biscuit named Lori Adamando. Adamo. Lori Adamo. And they were planning a wedding in 2007 in Cape May on the Jersey Shore. So Stacey had to be bummed on all that, right? Most ex-wives aren't, that are getting foreclosed on aren't usually extra happy for their exes that have no. become properous. And they're now like showing the money to their new boo, right? Mm, yeah. So Paul and his fiance, Lori, were taking steps to merge their lives together. 
Lori and her son were going to move into Paul's house in Ramsey after she sold her current home. In the meantime, Paul was basically living with Lori at her home, but he stopped by his house every evening, picked up the mail, and fed his parrot. On August 23rd, 2006, Lori took a trip over to Paul's house in the middle of the day to show off her future crib to a friend of hers. When she was showing off the house, a couple of things struck her. So there was a furnace door that was always left open for ventilation, and it was closed. There was a bathroom in the house that was locked. Weird. And there, weird, right? Mm-hmm. And there was some Burger King wrappers in the trash can outside that she didn't think came from Paul. But she didn't think all of this was unusual enough to do anything about it. Which, I mean, I guess I can see that. If I saw fast food wrappers, I would know it was my husband's for sure, though. He eats like trash when I'm not around all the time. Yeah, same. Same. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. Also, but never if I live by myself, yeah, I would be very concerned. Yeah, the bathroom door locked. I think that would be the thing that would. That's I, weird. I actually would turn my little booty around, around. and get out of the house. Yeah. yeah, I'll bet you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, anyways. Like I told you, Lori doesn't do anything about it. She locks up the house and leaves with her friend. Paul returned to the house that night to do his thing, feed the parrot, pick up the mail. When he walked in the door, he was actually on the phone with Lori. And he told her, oh, my God, I can't believe you left the air conditioner on. And she said, wait a second. I never turned it on. We weren't there long enough. And then he said, oh. I see you left me a present, referring to another Burger King wrapper that was left on the floor. Oh, okay. So do you think the first one she maybe thought was Paul's Burger King wrapper? Is that what you're saying? She didn't think it was Paul's, but she wasn't she wasn't sure. Okay. She was just like it it just seemed weird that there would even be a Burger King wrapper in the trash because like Paul wasn't living there. He just stopped by. Okay. The parrot checked the mail, right? She's who like, knows? Maybe she had him on keto for their upcoming wedding in Cape May. And she was like, there better been no butt on that shit, Paul. <laughs> totally. you know? I mean, who knows? But she did not think it was his. By the way, I do not like Burger King. You don't? I like a Whopper. Oh, you yeah. do? Lots of people do. I'm not a, not a fan. We don't go very often because Burger King is not really good for kids. They like a McDonald's Happy Meal. That's it. I don't think I've ever, I haven't been there since I was a kid because I've never liked their burgers. So I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't hate a crust sandwich either. Okay. Okay. Well, anyways, so the Burger King wrapper is on the floor and now Lori is like, what the fuck? I'm sure I didn't do that. I mean, can you imagine like what grown woman gets her Whopper on and then throws the wrapper on the ground, right? Like not, we not don't do that this one. Yeah, yeah, no. Okay. So the next thing Lori heard Paul say was, no, oh, no. And then she heard the bird scream and a loud thud and no response from Paul. Oh, no. 
She tried calling the house line and no one answered, so she called 911 and told them what happened. When the police got there, they found Paul's body in a pool of blood. They tried to figure out what happened. It did not appear to be a robbery because Paul was wearing a Rolex and had 300 bucks on him. There was also no sign of forced entry, but there was one set of French doors like that opened up to a bedroom that mm. were unlocked. Now, since Paul was shot seven times, Whoa. which is extra, and it didn't appear to be a robbery, police got asking right away, who's got motive to kill this man? Yeah. Yeah. And so what do you think? Papa Bear? Well, all fingers bear. initially point to Stacy. Yeah. Well, that's baby bear. Stacy? Yes. So they talked to Miss Stacy that night. Stacy said she was at a doctor's appointment. And at the time, Paul was being shot. And so they followed up with her alibi and it checked out. So they're like, shoots. It's always the bitter ex. What do we do now? So they started interviewing people close to Paul, and they all said basically, oh, no, Paul was right. He had been afraid that someone was after him for a while, and we just thought he was paranoid. But I guess he wasn't, and that someone that Paul thought was after him was Ed, Stacy's father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No Bitter. surprise here. Bitter Ed. Yeah. So police circle back to Stacy and tell her, we're going to need to talk to yo daddy. They called Stacy's parents' house in Florida and her mother, Dottie, answered and informed them that her husband was down in Louisiana visiting his mother. And there was just no way to get a hold of him because he doesn't have a phone with him at the moment. But I'll give him the message when he gets back in touch with me. <laughs> Side note, I really enjoy the name Dottie. I do too, actually, when you said that. It's real cute. I'm really sorry she got wrapped up in this whole thing. Okay. My grandma has a friend named Betty. They're going to the casino this week for Betty's birthday. Uh, And I just love that name Betty also. Betty Boop. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, I mean, I think I would just love to go to the casino with Dottie and Betty. Me too. Right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Dottie did give Ed the message, and he returned the detective's call the next day. When he spoke to them, you know, naturally they had some questions like, what you been up to the last couple days, Ed? He said he had been at his mother's since arriving there on... Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. 
Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors, LLC, Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities, LLC, member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language. So I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm, I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is it starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences. And then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is, you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, get started before your summer vacay. The, our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today. Tuesday. And since Paul was killed on Wednesday, that would put him in the clear. Problem was, Ed couldn't document his trip at all. He had paid cash for everything, slept in his car, and didn't bring his cell phone with him. So detectives were like, that's real interesting. We'd like to hear more about this 21-hour trip you took without a cell phone and slept in your car, because that seems real ambitious for an elderly man like yourself. So we think we'll just come down to Louisiana, grab some gumbo, and chat with it, you about it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So detectives hopped on a plane and hauled Ed down to a Louisiana station, but Ed didn't feel so much like chatting. So he got himself a lawyer and from that point on kept his trap shut. Now, the detective's trip down to Louisiana was not a bust because Ed had a sister named Brenda and she was down to do some talking. She seemed like a real nice lady, and she told the detectives that Ed had, in fact, arrived on Tuesday, which is what Ed had been saying. But they weren't buying Ed's sister's corroboration of Ed's story. So they put their police skills to work to crack open Ed's alibi. They started by surveilling Ed via wiretaps. Mm. Who did they wiretap? Ed's house. Oh, okay. Okay. And they searched him and Dottie's home in Florida. They also pulled his cell phone information. So let me 
let me tell you what they found. First, with the wiretaps. Now, Ed wasn't dumb enough to say, like, it's real nice having Paul be dead because I killed him. But he did have a conversation with his sister, Brenda, that was like, we have all got to be on the same page. Remember, I definitely arrived in Louisiana on Tuesday. (laughs) Repeat after me. Mm -hmm. I got there on Tuesday. Got it? Okay. So, you know, when they heard that, it's not looking good for Ed. Then there was the evidence that they seized from him and Dottie's home. They took his twenty-two caliber pistol, which is the type of gun used to kill Paul. And they took his computer and went through his searches, which included how to commit the perfect murder, how to make a silencer, how to pick a lock. And they also found he purchased a lock picking kit and practiced using it on his own locks. (laughs) So that... (laughs) So that makes sense, right? Because how come it was like the French door? French doors, it would be easier to, you know, pick the lock. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And less conspicuous if you can just go around the side of the house or something. Okay. Also, Lori didn't say that she heard a gunshot, just the bird scream. So, you know, he probably had a silencer. Then there was all the cell phone location data that left Ed with some more splaining to do. Turns out Ed and Dottie were pinging around Paul's house, not just the day of the murder, but the whole week. So both Ed and Dottie were arrested. They booked Dottie on hindering the investigation. And Dottie was like an old lady. I'm sure it's just part of their tactic to get Ed to, con- you know, confess and plead. Yeah. But of course he didn't. And the trial was bananas. Ed had an explanation for everything. For example, he said he did all that suspicious internet searching because he was watching Fox and Friends, and they mentioned how easily someone can get their hands on educational materials on how to commit a murder. And it just piqued his interest. So he wanted to see for himself. Mm Mm-hmm. A side note, thank God we have a podcast as our alibi in case our Google searches ever <laughs> no. come into question. Seriously, I always think that. Right? Okay. Blame everything on the podcast. Okay. Then, you know, there was the whole thing about his cell phone pinging near Paul's home in New Jersey when Ed resides in Florida. Well, Ed said, you know what it was? was him and Dottie were planning on visiting Stacy that week and their grandchildren. But on the way up to see her, they spoke with her on the phone and she was having such a good time with her children all by herself that they just decided not to bother her by imposing. And just to not even mention that they were on their way to her neck of the woods. (laughs) Not to mention that they were actually almost there. Right. Hours and hours. Well, they just decided to even stay there. They stayed at a campground in nearby Pennsylvania. And then they decided to just rent a car, you know. And once they were there, since they weren't too far away, 
As long as they've got the rental car so Stacy wouldn't spot them, they thought, why not just take some incognito drive-bys of <laughs> Stacy's house? <laughs> and as long as we're in Jersey, heck, why not drive by Paul's house multiple times? How fun is that? It's really fun to be a stalker. Right? You know what else we should do while we're here? Let's check in at the campground under an alias. Right? What alias did they use? Do you know? Oh, okay. I, it was something. I for I do know what it is, but it was something that's like Ron Waverly. I want to say it was, and Ron is his middle name, and Waverly is the town that he grew up in. Oh, oh, he did like a porn name, like they yeah. say your like right? star name. Uh huh. <laughs> right. That's actually funny. I always love when people use aliases. See oh, what yeah. they use. You know. Yeah. I used to work at a fancy hotel and when a celebrity would, any celebrity would come in, they used the alias Melissa Stone. Every celebrity uses that one. At that hotel. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I mean, maybe there's other ones, but that's like the go-to. Yeah. So when you see like, like you're working at the restaurant and you see reservation for Melissa Stone, you're like, hot damn, who's it going to (laughs) be? Like, J-Lo! Brad Pitt. Somebody! Yeah, please. (laughs) Fingers crossed. Yeah. You know, the alias, all of it, sounds a little sus. Not really making sense. How the prosecution interpreted this was much like yourself, Tab. They said that Ed was up there to stake out Paul. He was being a stalker. So he could commit the perfect murder just like it was laid out on his, you know, inner web searching. Side note, obviously, if Ed really wanted to get away with this, he should have listened to a lot more true crime podcasts. And then he would have known that um, if you want to be doing any devious searching, you you can't be doing it on your own computer. No. And Hello. Don't take your cell phone anywhere yeah. near the crime scene. Well, okay. So they actually purchase burner phones, but like you can't purchase a, you have to purchase your burner phone with cash because they can track those. Yes, of course. Too. Yeah. No, he didn't do enough research. Okay. Also, if you are planning on picking a lock as part of your crime, you need to be paying cash for those lock picking tools out of town. <laughs> okay. Gretchy, let's not tell everybody how to commit to a murder. Oh, you shouldn't do it. I'm just saying. Okay. So the prosecution argued that Ed had a clear motive to kill Paul because Paul had set up his kids with a trust that if dead, Stacy would be the executor of. And Stacy needed the dough, right? Yeah. As well as, you know, with Paul gone, she would be free from the custody agreement that she had with him that kept her living in New Jersey when she wanted to be living with, you know, her parents in Florida. So Ed testified himself. Oh, no. I mean, Paul wasn't so bad. I had no reason not to like him just because things didn't work out with him and my daughter. Really? I'm just an easy breezy kind of guy. Okay. Well, I don't think anybody was buying that or the rest of Ed's defense, which made a lot of headlines at the time it was going on. Ed's defense team argued that 
Ed was too obese to kill Paul. Okay. All the headlines were like, man, too fat to kill. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Which is interest, an interesting defense, right? Because last time I checked, you don't have to be in, like, stellar shape to pull a trigger. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. But Ed's defense team argued that he is diabetic, asthmatic, and suffers from sleep apnea. So he couldn't have committed the murder and made the drive to Louisiana without a lot of stops. I think he had a lot of stops. Yeah. Clearly. Okay. So he was at the campground. He was like, I mean, the guy didn't yeah. drive straight through. And listen, we did that case where the lady just wore the diaper to drive wore straight diaper. through. So it's right. fine. I also think adrenaline. Like, For you sure. know, I, pumps you up. Right? Adrenaline, couple of Red Bulls, boom, 21 hours later. Yeah, I don't think it matters how big you are. Yeah. Okay. Well, also, interestingly enough, at the trial, one of Ed's mother's neighbors testified that he was sure as shit he had seen Ed's car on Wednesday. Now, the murder happened on Wednesday. Now, Ed had told the police originally he arrived in Louisiana on Tuesday. Right. And so that was his alibi. And remember, that's what he was coaching his sister to say on the wiretaps. Well, after this neighbor was willing to get on the stand and testify that Ed's car arrived there on Wednesday, which still put him in the clear, you know, because there's 21 hour difference. Mm -hmm. Ed said, OK, let's go with Wednesday. I must have misspoke before. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> so they also put Ed's sister on the stand, and she testified that she thought Ed got there on Thursday, and that's what, and Tuesday is what he had told her to say, but she said, you know, I have diabetes, and it's possible I could be confused, but the jury didn't think that she was, and Ed was found guilty. In addition to murder, he had some weapons and burglary charges, and he was found guilty on all counts and sentenced to life. Dottie was charged with hindering the investigation and found guilty as well. But I think she just got probation because... But, I mean, I could be wrong about that. I tried really hard to find what she was sentenced to. Yeah. I found all her appeals, but I, I couldn't find it. Ed Aids died in prison in 2020. How old was he? I think he was 76. Okay. He, um, he appealed the shit out of this conviction, all because of the wiretaps. Right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, it didn't, didn't work. So Stacy, yeah, I want to know about Stacy. She moved to Port St. Lucie, Florida after um, Paul died with her children. But it doesn't appear that she, you know, got her shit together after collecting the kids trust. She was arrested in 2012 for child neglect. Oh. And in 2013, she was arrested again for burglary and petty theft. Wow, that really is, she like went off the deep end. Something, right? Yeah. So um, it just sounds like a really 
awful outcome for the Dunsack children as if it wasn't awful enough losing their father under any circumstances, right? Totally. Paul's family made a statement to the New York Post after Ed was found guilty that was like, the Aids family are all liar, liar, liars and gold diggers, and the verdict won't bring Paul back, but justice was served. Mm. I mean, I certainly sympathize with them. Totally. I personally picked this case um, because I thought it was, I liked that it was a little unpredictable. I mean, you know, it's always the bitter ex, but you don't ever think it's like the bitter ex's daddy. Well, sometimes. And and it's also like, it didn't even seem like he was doing it for his daughter, really. I mean, he was. I, I think he wanted his but, hands on that money. Yeah, he wanted it more than. Yeah, he sounds like, Ed sounds like a real asshole. Totally. Yeah. I bet he wasn't fun to grow up with at all. Maybe that's why Stacy's not so fun now. Well, that could be true. That is true. I actually, speaking of losing a father, I have a friend that just lost a father. And I have this crazy story about I sent them funeral arrangement flowers, you know, where you deliver like a stand-up arrangement to the funeral Mm -hmm. home. But it asked me for the, the recipient's address and then the, you know, who the person I was going to. And then I switched it to the funeral home address. Somehow, did I tell you this already? No. Okay. So I ordered it through 1-800-Flowers, which I am going to tell you guys I do not recommend. <laughs> okay. um, they are not a sponsor. And and I never think will be now. If they were going to be, I think I might say no because it has been such a bad experience. So uh, I ordered this arrangement and then they call me or they'd send me an email and say they don't have it. And I said, OK, so I call them and they say, OK, fine. Can you send me something similar? Sure. Great. And I said, and this is the address I need you to send it to. Well, I get an email confirmation the next day that the flowers are going to be delivered to the original address and it's a box of floral you know those flowers that like live forever those dried roses in a box rainbow colored oh my god fiesta yes (laughs) and I was like you cannot deliver those to this widow that is totally inappropriate for me to be sending, yeah, you know? And so I called and I said, you cannot send those. And what happened to my arrangements at going to the funeral? And they said, oh no, those are still going. We're just sending these in addition, which I can't imagine because these flowers in the box are not cheap and I didn't pay for them. Anyhow, I said, and, and I'm totally embarrassed if she sees those before the actual flowers that I sent. So can you please just cancel them. They were like, well, do you want us to send them to you? I said, sure. Send them to my address. Guess where they got delivered today? No. To her. Yeah. So they were delivered to her today. Uh, that's why I say don't recommend 1-800-Flowers. <laughs> damn, damn it all to shit. I know. I try to do something nice. Yeah. Me too. Actually, I have a very similar situation this week. So a couple weeks ago, you know, uh, my husband and I went and visited some friends of ours in Monterey. And they have 
beautiful little baby boy, Holden, and he's teething. And I was telling her about those things, you know, that's like a little net and you put like the frozen fruit yes, in. Yes, I love those. Yes. I was like, what do you mean? You don't have those. Those are a lifesaver, right? Yeah. So I got on my phone. I might have had a lot of tequila that night because hanging out with old friends, right? And I ordered it off Amazon, had it delivered to her house right then. Okay. Well, apparently there is a little thing that I also clicked that makes their address my default address. Oh, yes, I did that. Mm -hmm. So I could not figure out why their address kept popping up, but sent some batteries to their house, sent some protein powder (laughs) to their house. And I'm like, gosh, I'm so sorry, Tess. I don't know why I keep sending it to you, but enjoy the protein powder. And finally, damn it, it changed because it's my default address. It changed my subscription. So my subscription to Starbucks Starbucks coffee got delivered to her house. And she's like, Gretchen, you got to figure this shit out. (laughs) She's like, I'm I'm mailing this to you, which is like so nice of her. But um, so I got online and went, oh, I blame the tequila. Guess it's I clicked definitely that the tequila. <laughs> uh, but, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all. Always fun. These yeah. things. Also, you know, when this, this stuff happens where you have to change things around and call people, thankfully, Amazon makes it somewhat easy, oh except God. for if you forget your. You know what I did? I forgot my um, I put the wrong expiration date on my credit card on Amazon. And it was working for a while. And then it just stopped working. And I couldn't remember what I put because it's the wrong one. And so they closed down my whole account. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I have to change all of my accounts. I tried to get an Uber last night. Couldn't do it. Oh, even with my like I'm even with Apple Pay. SOL. My Apple Pay would not work, which my Apple Pay works on my phone. I don't know. I can't figure it out. And even I put in my new debit card and it wouldn't. I think I have to like delete the app. and. So how did you get home? Gretchen went on a date last night for the first time in forever. I did. did. Yeah. Was it a good one? Yeah, it was really good. I actually, a listener kind of recommended this restaurant to me. Uh, Listener Tony. I can't say her last name because it's complicated, but I know. Oh, I know. With like a S. S something. Yes. Yeah. Glass bars. I went there and uh, I feel like, Tony, I'm going to run into you one of these days. Because we seem to go to the same places. But anyways, I went to Glass Bars. Was fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was delicious. Good. You know, I I threw my son a birthday party. And it wasn't a big birthday party. It was very small. But still, you know, I get anxiety the morning of birthday parties. Yeah. Because, you know, I have a lot of stuff to do. And my husband probably kill me for saying this. But he ordered this fish tank because the axolotls kind of outgrew their first fish tank. So he got yeah. a new one and he had to put it together, the stand. And it was out in the front yard. It got delivered yesterday. And I said, hey, you know, do you think you can move that big, humongous crate that's on our front porch? Um, And I guess by me saying to move it, it meant put it together an hour before the party. Oh, so it wasn't helping. He thought he was helping because he was yeah. moving the box I told him to move. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was literally 
my my heart was racing so much yeah. every time I would walk by and I would just see more styrofoam and more mm-hmm. paper mm-hmm. and him just pounding away on this thing. And I'm like, yeah, I know that feeling like my husband. I we always like when we have like a million things to do and we have to go somewhere. My husband always like decides to like wash the car. Yeah, mine decides I'm like, to clean the garage all the I'm, time. Yeah, like, cleaning no, the garage. No. Things that are, it, like, it's just their way of doing something. And then they think we can't get mad at them for not helping because they can trick themselves into think that that's helping. Yeah. But it's not helping. Yeah, I would have moved those crates into the garage. Make sure the kids find their shoes. How about that? That's helping. <laughs> I think they don't know what to do. That's why. They're like, I'll just do this. <laughs> Anyways, we Anyways, we pulled it we together. We are the and it bitch was wives of true crime. Oh, my God. Totally. That's our next um, podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if you listen and you know my husband, please do, do not, not tell him. Do tell not tell him. him. Seriously, they'll, they'll cut us off. Yeah, don't do it. And if you work yeah. with him, I swear he... Anybody um, that we talk about, don't tell him, please. <laughs> no, right? I always am like, maybe you just shouldn't listen to that episode. Or any of them. <laughs> I talked about yeah. you in that episode. Yeah. Anyways. Okay, guys. Um, Listen, thank you so much for listening to us. We really appreciate it. If you would like more of us, we are on Patreon. It is a separate service if you don't know about it. And it is patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime. And you can go there and get additional episodes. There is a way to connect it if you listen on Apple Podcasts to connect it to your little Apple thing. You add an RSS feed if you need help email me. I don't know about Spotify because I'm not that privy. Anyhow, follow us there. Uh, Also on Instagram and Facebook. And we have a Facebook group, Housewives of True Crime group. And we have one for diet and exercise and losing weight and all the stuff that we try to do but are not good at it. True. And I think that's it. Is that all, Gretchy? That's all. Okay. Clink, clink, guys. Clink, clink.